another edition of uh, This Week in Music Videos, Music Video Land Podcast, brought to you by your super good friends at imvdb.com, the internet music video database. Um, this is a music uh, music video podcast where we talk about music videos. This is not the music video podcast where we talk about uh, woolen blankets. You can find that by Googling that. Um, my name is Adam of Music Video Fame, of IMVDB Fame. My, um, and uh, with me as usual in his brand new digs, man, he's living the high life downtown in the island of Manhattan now instead of Brooklyn. Damn. It's Doug Klinger. Doug, how are you? Doing super good, Adam. That fuckboy life about to be repealed. Meow, yeah. Meow. Oh, shit. <laughs> if that lyric is familiar to you from like a year ago, then we'll get into why that's relevant again. Um, I Man, I... You know, it's tough to call somebody a fuckboy, but you know they're a fuckboy. Oh, when someone's a fuckboy... Right. There's no dispute in it. Right, this exactly. Is clear fuckboys sometimes, yeah. And someone right. who's totally not in any way a fuckboy, despite what they say on Twitter. Um, Mr. Adam Alexander, Fringe Music Fix. Adam, that was a, that was supposed to be a joke about your latest Twitter feuds, but I guess... Do you have a new... Adam Alexander, do you have a new Twitter feud that we haven't heard about yet? Is it with uh, LP? I have no. I have no new Twitter feuds. It's been quiet on the front here. Twitter, on the, Twitter front. Yeah, and no fuckboy status either. So things are just you know pretty pretty chill. What do you bring it to the table if not those two things? Explain. To well, us. I, I got some opinions and and some uh, you know some. We're gonna talk about some music videos. So I'm ready for that. And man, the slate of music videos we have this week, there's a lot to talk about. This is a great. Ooh, we got quite a we got quite a list. Um, but first, Doug, we should mention that uh, music video related, we will put a link in the show notes, which you can find at imvdb slash podcasts. Um, you did an interview with Mr. Eric Wareheim, who, despite being famous for being one half of Tim and Eric of Tim and Eric's awesome show, great job, has also directed. Uh, many music videos and it was actually like one of the first like director pages we had on IMVDB. Um, yeah, I, so that I, was exciting. Like, like I tell people that like yeah oh yeah well, I mean I'm very excited. Twenty year old Doug uh, has had a boner all day because he doesn't. Twenty <laughs> year old Doug is is the person who bought about fifteen Tim and Eric T-shirts from uh, and flew to San Diego for Awesome Con in two thousand nine. So um, uh, don't do the math because if you do the Matthew will realize that in 2009 I was older than 20. Um, but yeah, uh, great. I mean, the, the article is fantastic. And yeah, I mean, I credit um, Eric's music videos to like part of why we got back into music videos, you know, in, in 2011 when we started the idea of this database. I, I still remember showing you Adam the, the Pound of Floor Major Laser music video and like that being like a video that drew me back to mute like made me realize like oh shit people can do awesome things with music videos because of the internet so um you know despite eric calling music videos kind of a side project and them being a side project for him uh you know he's done some really groundbreaking stuff so yeah if you're into music video stuff definitely check that interview out because he talks a lot about those music videos and he had a music video in our top 10 for 2014 bubble butt by major laser um, which I still right. think is is and what actually a music video that I I continue 
to kind of come back to. It was directed by Eric and Eric Wareham and Tim Heidecker, but I think it's still a fantastic video, which is You Don't Know Me by Ben Folds, featuring Regina Spector. Um, yeah. And, uh, and he, but he, yeah, he definitely, in the interview, uh, has n- I was, some pretty amazing things to say about music videos, you know, talking about how how amazing it was to see one of his music videos on MTV, even after, you know, uh, Tom, what is it, Tom Goes to Mare, mm-hmm. uh, was on TV, and, you know, he was a professional, you know, working content creator. Um, you know, he really gets across that love of music videos, which is really amazing. Um, and, and probably my favorite uh, Eric Wareheim music video, even though I think he's, of the early Eric Wareheim music videos, I would say, is the the play dance song by The Bird and the Bee. Uh, I remember that, yeah. that. That's actually, I think that is like one of the first videos we ever added to the database. And I still uh, remember watching it in my apartment in Boston over and over again when we were just starting the database, when it was like, you know, the, like when we had like 100 videos. So, yeah. That's really neat. Doug, what's your favorite Eric Wareheim video? Um, my favorite Eric Wareheim video is probably, um, probably Bubble Butt, I think. Gosh, it's so hard. Um, every, everyone is. is great. They're all so good. They're Mine all is, better. Uh, yeah, they are all great. My, mine is definitely Health We Are Water. I, I yes, love that one. That's such a great video, too. It's insane. And, and it's great. Like, so we've done on IMVDB literally hundreds of, of music video director interviews. And everybody has been cautious when they talk about their relationship with the label and interactions with the label. And I've even heard people... Um, you know, off record being a lot more hard on labels than they are on record. But um, one of my favorite things about this interview that we did with Eric was that he is kind of bulletproof. You know, people either want the Tim and Eric stuff and will hire real Tim and Eric uh, if they have the money or will hire imposters if they don't. But it doesn't really matter what they say. And uh, Eric is very honest with like kind of the way you know, the, the, his interaction with the label was for the Charlie XCX famous video and how he was like a lot more edgy with it and they kind of got cold feet and he didn't shoot the stuff and then they were looking for it when he sent them the cut and he's not kind of shy about how he feels about that and so uh, yeah definitely check that out if you're a fan of we cover the gambit talk about his TV shows and his movies too but we spent a lot of time about music videos so definitely check that interview out if you like Eric Wareheim uh, yeah. Uh, definitely check that out if you like Eric Wareheim. It's a great interview. It's a long interview. Um, and I like how the title is "Introducing Eric Wareheim." Um, yeah, I, that's pretty <laughs> dumb. All right, so it's it's part of a series called "Introducing." Yeah. I also in, uh, interviewed Daniel Hind for that. I also interviewed Isaac Rodney Shakara about OMG Everywhere. In is part of this series, and so uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's like it's. It, it's basically like introducing James Kahn. It's like we know who fucking James Kahn is. Like we know who Eric Wareheim is. But um you know, not necessarily everybody knows Eric Wareheim for his music video work and like um a lot of the interviews that Tim and Eric do are in character and they don't necessarily really um answer questions as honestly as he does here. So um although most people don't necessarily need to be introduced to Eric Wareheim, um I, I do feel like you're being introduced to a lot of this information for the first time. 
Very true. Yeah, it was a very wide-ranging interview. So, Doug, congratulations on that. Um, and we will put a link in the in the show notes. Um, and now I think uh, we've got a lot of music videos to get to this week. So I think, why don't we just... Guys, why don't we just... Should we just dive into it? Everybody say, yay, we should dive into it. Yay, we should dive yeah. right in. Wow, okay. What did you say, Adam? What? I tried yeah, to say Adam it. Alexander. I, you didn't say what you didn't say the call and re- repeat. You, you I couldn't remember. Voices. I I couldn't remember the words. That's um, fine. I, I tried. Want, I want to start uh, with a project that I feel like needs some explanation um, and has to do with uh, Doug's opening line of the podcast, um, which was from uh, Doug. Would you repeat that opening line for us? It was, uh, that fuckboy life about to be repealed. It repealed indeed. Um, and that is a line from Oh My Darling, Don't Cry by Run the Jewels from their album Run the Jewels 2, uh, which came out, geez, a while ago now, like a year ago maybe? Uh, um, it came out in like the winter, winter 20, like early winter 2015. Right, it's maybe like 10 months ago or so, or eight months ago. Yeah. Um, and so in this week we had a music video for Run the Jewels Oh My Darling Don't Meow uh, and <laughs> this is a I just want to go over the background of this project a little bit because it's so amazing um, apparently and Doug maybe you could fill in some of the, the, the holes here that that I have in this story but um, apparently there, there was sort of a, a joke that there was going to be a remix album called uh, um was what is it going to be called? Uh, Meow the Meow Jewels. the Jewels. Right. So I think what ha- I think what happened was I think there was like maybe some kind of like crowdfunding thing or like I think maybe they put some merch up on RunTheJewels.com like well, in advance of the Run the Jewels two album something like that where you can as a fan like pay money and one of the like things you could buy. Um, was that they were going to make a Meow the Jewels remix album with only cat sounds for the beat. And, and it was meant to be a joke on the website. And then some fans got together and maybe did like a GoFundMe or something like that. It was a Kickstarter, and raised, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and raised was- like 50 grand. That ended up all, all going to charity, I'm pretty sure. But yes. like took a joke and made it real and gave money to Run the Jewels to make... Uh, this Meow the Jewels album where they took all the lyrics and songs from Run the Jewels 2 and replaced them with cat sounds. And the cover is amazing because it is the, you know, the Run the Jewels 2 cover, you know, with, with the two hand and bandages, but they've got claws um, and the necklace right. has been replaced by a collar. Um, yeah, so it raised $65,783 for this project, which is amazing. Um, and I think it actually started and then LP was so enthralled with it that he said he would go ahead and, and do this and he kind of like got on board um, but it started as a joke which is amazing um, and I you know when you google this you know there are tons of articles from like Pitchfork and Consequences Sound being like this is actually happening for real you know trying to trying to parse out the fact that you know this is an actual uh, an actual product that would be coming out and I don't think it you know I think a lot of people were like thought it was a joke do you guys remember when um, Guster 
uh, you know, this is way back in the Napster days, uh, maybe like 2000, <laughs> 2001, when Guster released a version of their album that was all them singing meow instead of the lyrics. Um, it was it was kind of like a joke to like you know to foil people downloading their music that they would actually you know accidentally get like the meow version of the album, and now it's kind of a uh, you know you can get it on Spotify now. It's like kind of like a, a fun you know version of the album that, that that fans will kind of put on as a joke. But it kind of and started it's yeah. Perfect, it's the perfect storm in this case for. Uh, Run the Jewels, I think. Run the Jewels, I mean, LP and Killer Mike have been around in hip-hop for decades at this point. But they've, like, re-emerged largely because of the internet through this Run the Jewels project. And Run the Jewels is like, they can do no wrong on the internet right now. You know, anything Run the Jewels is doing, just just because of how, like, energetic and enthusiastic and awesome Run the Jewels have been. But, like, it's it's amazing that, like, LP and Killer Mike have got been able to take advantage of like internet like a, a like immediate superstardom, but they've put in the decades of work beforehand, which is very unusual. But like I feel like their their like internet bulletproofness uh, combined with cats is like such an obvious <laughs> combination, right? And like I think they went to the memeiest cats ever to get these set like. The the songs from the Meow the Jewels album, you, uh, some of them sound great. Like uh, I still would rather, like listening to Meow the Jewels still makes me just want to listen to Run the Jewels. But it is it, it's not like an insane thing where it's it, it's like a joke where people are saying Meow. Like it's listenable stuff. They went out to real producers, like for the example of Oh My Darling Don't Meow. This is just Blaze that they've given these cat sounds to. But the the beats. And the production are a hundred percent cat sounds, and they've they've sourced all sorts of cat sounds, and they've altered them and made them, you know, so that some of them are unrecognizable as cat sounds. But uh, they committed to it, and it still like becomes this like perfect internet product, right? Like this is so great, and this is like such a great way to like bring back these great lyrics from the Run the Jewels 2 album uh, in a way that kind of reminds you and gives you something new and fun and like meme ready um, but makes you want to listen to that album again really like that's what it made me want to do and that's what I have done since is listen to that album again when otherwise maybe I wouldn't have so the video um, directed by Hecta uh, is and um, you know features Cat's uh, giant cats attacking New York City, um, and it is done in a very, you know, uh, kitschy style where the cats are basically, you know, very obviously just walking over a model of New York City when the helicopters, like toy cars, yeah, they, when the, and when the helicopters are flying around, they're you know very obviously toy helicopters just being dangled by strings, and actually at the end you see the cats in front of the green screens. I mean, the cats are, like, they shoot things with lasers, but it's very obvious they are, like, very subdued, kind of just, like, very chill cats just walking around. Yeah. They will poop on a car occasionally. Um, right, which uh, is to be expected of cats. Oh, totally, yeah. We we do not fault them for that whatsoever. Um, no. But it is an entertaining video. I mean, you know, cats are sort of the classic uh, funny internet thing. Um, yeah. So this is, like you said, Doug, a, a very... 
I don't know if it's calculated because it was it was an accident that the whole project happened, but just a very good mix and a video like this uh, really boosts all of that. Um, I think, and you a- don't need to do anything else. I mean, I think yeah, uh, run yeah. the jewels like run the jewels with their work with like you know Timothy Sassenti and and, um, and and you know Ruff Bercy and some really great directors. Like I think uh, Ag Roja for the Close Your Eyes and Count the Fuck video, like, they've definitely taken their music video seriously. I think for the Meow the Jewels project, uh, cats shitting and running around with toy cars is exactly what you should be doing uh, for this video. And I think it hits the perfect thing. No more. Like, they don't even, like, they don't even take really, like, the... uh, like heights of the song like they don't really even like have the narrative shift with the sound of the uh song or anything like that it's kind of just like let's have these cats run around and we'll put the song in the background but any more effort would have not paid back any more dividends so i think they they hit the perfect mark with this video i wonder if there will be more music videos for these songs That's obviously great. yeah you know get some cats involved everybody wins it doesn't have to be the highest production you know sort of thing um so i would like to see more of that because you know i like cats doug maybe you could get tobias in, in one of these videos i mean totally he's tobias is a born star i mean the, the, we have one black cat and this and one of those orange i don't know they're called tabby cats or whatever they're called maybe uh, tiger then, cats yeah tiger cats is, sounds right and then um we need, and to, uh, Tobias is all white, so he could yeah. he could really kind of lend some nice uh, contrast. Shiny. Totally, yeah. I think he would you do very well in this. So Tobias, if you're listening, call Run the Jewels or Run the Jewels if you're listening. Call Tobias. Right. Got it. Just Tobias. So I, before I said that, I should have asked if Tobias has a phone. He does. Okay. Good. He's an agent. Oh wow. And his, ag- his agent has a phone. Hmm, okay. Well, so, that works. Tobias doesn't need a phone. Um, <laughs> um, so, Tobias's number, again, is... Uh, just go to his website, www.tobiasdugscat.com. Tobiasdugscat.com. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, Tobias.com was taken, and Tobias Doug was taken, so... Doesn't, it doesn't make sense, right? Adam, cool. do you have a personal website other than Fringe Music Fix? Do you have adamalexander.com? No, I don't. I don't have that. Adam, tell the story. Adam Fairholme, tell the story of what happened to Adam. Adamfairholme.com. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Perfect. <laughs> so everybody gather around, and I'll tell you the story how I'm an idiot, and I, <laughs> I had I've had Adamfairholme.com for ten years or whatever, and it's been just a it's been nothing. There's nothing there. It's just a thing that's it's a link to my Twitter basically. But I I don't know what happened. I, I accidentally let it laps and some Chinese domain squatter has it now. <laughs> and uh, but so when you Google Adam Fairholme, it, there's like you know all, all the things you would expect to come up, and then just like AdamFairholme.com is just all Chinese characters. I ran it through Google, and, have, and Google's like Google's totally cool with it. Google's, Google's like, yeah, we're gonna keep sending people to this nonsense website. It's like fourth in my result. So embarrassing. <laughs> um, but the um. I ran the text through the Google Translate, and it's uh, it's like a it's like a credit card scam, basically. It's basically people just fucking with you. It's yeah. like, oh, two dogs, oh, North Carolina. Ugh. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny that just 
there's Chinese characters for the sound, but there are. <laughs> but I, I beat him though. I, I registered adamverhom.info, so uh, yeah, we'll see how that turns out. And you out. also so, registered weirdo weirdo Chinese web squatter.com, so you got them back. Oh, too. geez, yeah. Uh, well, it's a that's also dot info, but. Um, <laughs> So the next, so I don't know if anybody has any like objections to me going to this video next, but I really would like to talk about our Say 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 2015 remix. Yeah. Um, no objections, even though it's not on our, our website yet. Well, it's there's a listing for it, but no embed. Yeah, you can watch it at at, at uh, other non-embeddable websites for some reason. Weirdofacebook.com. Um, so a little bit of history here. Uh, Paul McCartney, in his solo career, has had many albums, and one of them is called Pipes of Peace from the 80s, uh, 1983. Um, and so this is, you know, a good 13 years after the Beatles have broken up, and uh, Pipes of Peace has a number of uh, very popular tracks on it, but one of them is Say, Say, Say by Paul McCartney. Um, uh, well, obviously, by Paul McCartney, featuring Michael Jackson. Um, and this video sticks out into my mind because it has an amazing music video directed by Bob Giraldi. Uh, you may have heard us mention this music video before in the podcast. It features like Paul McCartney as like a traveling like potion salesman, and uh, <laughs> and uh, Michael Jackson as like he's dressed like you know like a street urchin urchin with like a newsy cap. Uh, he's the did guy. you do a, did you do a um. You never did a relapse for this. I did, never did a relapse on this, but I definitely should have. It's just it's it's a very big video to tackle for a relapse. You definitely still should. Definitely relapse still is should. not dead. And no, it is not. And I but anyway, this, the like the the beginning of the video is amazing because it's it's like Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson like hustling a crowd of people like in 19 I don't know like 1920s America like selling potions off of the back of a cart it's just like makes absolutely no sense and is it is just like completely unnecessary um Linda Eastman is in the the video and and a bunch of other people but so Paul McCartney is re-releasing this this uh you know remastered version of this uh album which is kind of a forgotten album I mean People may know Say Say Say, uh, but it's not really that popular, uh, like, remembered of a song. Um, Adam Alexander, did you know the song Say 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 before today? I had heard it. I didn't know it by title, but as soon as it started out, it was familiar to me. Yeah, the, I mean, there's, One nothing, there's really nothing else on... I mean, there's another duet with Michael Jackson called The Man on this album, but there's really nothing else on that album that would, I would call a recognizable Paul McCartney song, um, but for this, I thought it was really neat. Um, you know, Paul McCartney has—we've talked about other podcasts for his last album. Next uh, has worked with uh, um, a lot of great music video directors and made some some hits and some misses. Uh, but really, uh, I guess bought into the music video current music video state and uh, really you know put some resources into that. So for this, he's. They have a remix of Say Say Say, and they're releasing. They have released a music video that is a remix, kind of, um, featuring a lot of black and white footage of dancers dancing to the mm-hmm. song. Yeah, um, I. So Paul McCartney like has has made some terrible music videos. <laughs> yeah, uh, re- as soon as recently, um, but 
He also, for some reason, like every once in a while, is is like makes a, a decent decision. And I would say the early days directed by Vincent Haycock is an example of one of those good decisions. And I think you know, in 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 2015, uh, Ryan Heffington is never a bad decision. And um, this is his only director credit on the website right now that we have for him. I, I wonder if he's going to do more. Uh, I bet he is. Uh, if he's got opportunities like this kind of coming at him. Um, right, we should, you know, Ryan Heffington, the uh, choreographer usually who, who choreographed uh, Chandelier by Sia, Elastic Heart by Sia, um, uh, some Gold by Chet Faker, uh, We Exist by Arcade Fire. I mean, he's, he's made his mark primarily as kind of an unrivaled a choreographer in the modern music video era and this is his first director credit which is exciting um and and i think it's no surprise that this is this is primarily a dance video yeah right exactly and he's director and choreographer of it but it you know it does have like it doesn't um it doesn't feel like a directorless video you know what i mean like it has some uh filmmaking consideration and you know they have like you know, up and down the, the crew of this video, you know, produced by Jason Baum, you, you know, Steadicam operated by Ari Robbins. I mean, it's got, you know, like, it's got some dream team to it beyond Heffington. But, you know, I think that, that it doesn't feel like solely like a choreography music video. And I think that there are some filmmaking considerations made uh, from the director role that, you know, show some some signs of the ability to kind of keep doing this. Definitely, um, and I think if you separate the you know the the directed directing aspect of it, I feel like this is a really beautifully choreographed video, um, and I feel like you know I, I can't kind of put words or thoughts you know put words to the thoughts of Ryan Heffington, but it feels like um, you know he took this chance and, and you know he he makes the dancing that is put into different environments by directors and and other people. Um, and and in this case, it really feels like you know he had a lot of fun being able to control all of the elements. Um, it really just it really feels like a pure dance video in that way, um, but definitely yeah. not directorless. Definitely, it definitely has a vision. Um, it you know that it's it's a really fun and beautiful video. You can also tell that it's really well casted. It's one of those videos where. Um, the dancing is interesting, but also the the people are interesting, which is which is sometimes a kind of yeah. a hard line to walk. Yeah, they everyone seemed really fucking cool, and you, you know, um, I, I feel like Michael Jackson will never not be cool, but I feel like Paul McCartney can very easily not be cool, and I feel like, <laughs> and and I feel like it comes out because I feel like someone like Paul McCartney is still trying to be cool like I feel like there are people from that era of music who like can just do their thing and not really like pay attention to what mainstream people are talking about them but I feel like if you're a Beatle still trying to do like real life active music like whatever Ringo's doing who gives a shit but like Paul McCartney is still trying to be like he'd like like to be as relevant as he always has been and in order to do that you have to be tuned into what's cool today and Ryan Heffington 
and everyone who was cast in this video individually, you can't make the argument that those people aren't cool. And so, you know, that's that's being tapped into the right spaces and, and, and allowing the right people to make choices for your stuff. Um, premiering your music video as a Facebook exclusive, not as cool. But, you know, we'll give them a pass. And I've said this before, and I will say it again. Whoever he has, or maybe him... Uh, who, who is making the choices of who to work with in the music video world is doing an, an exceptional job. Um, like we said, the whole cast from, like the whole crew from top to bottom on this is really Dream Team esque um, in terms of all their roles. Um, but I do yeah. think Ryan Heffernan has really having some fun in the director role. There's a great kind of shot in the middle of the video where it's uh, a group of girls in like a V, v formation, uh, five girls dancing and they're kind of seen through not through the legs but uh you see the feet in the foreground of uh you know of this other dancer um so he's definitely thinking about you know how to frame his choreography um you know in an environment that brings an extra element to it so you know not that any other music video that he's done has been just you know straight shoot at the choreography but I think that could be a trap that a choreographer could fall into when you know yeah. directing a music video and just say, "Well, I'll just I'll just do the choreography and we'll just and we'll just film it." But no, there's definitely another element to that. Um, and I was I I usually am pretty good at at I, I I don't look at the credits before I watch a video. Usually I look at them after. Um, and I'm usually pretty good at, at picking out which what is a Ryan Heffington video, and I and I was genuinely surprised that this was a Ryan Heffington video. Um, yeah, he, he. You're right, Adam. He does switch up the style a little bit. This was a little bit more high energy than uh, sort of the dancing that we've seen in the in the Sia videos. Uh, it was uh, very fast choreography. I probably wouldn't have been able to pick it out either. Yeah, that's right. It is. It is significantly higher energy and maybe a little bit less interpretive. Um, yeah, especially when compared to the Elastic Heart video, and especially compared to the We Exist video, there is less. Um, interpretive. I don't know. If, you know, I don't know dance. I don't know if interpretive is the right word, but it is. It's yeah. much more of like a very kind of like a looks like a good cardio workout. Let's just say this that. is more like hip hop dancing more than yeah. like modern dancing. Right. But it's, I love that you brought up that shot of like between the dancers' feet because I love that shot too, and that's the shot for me that was like yeah, like I I like this. I like I, like I was I'm into this beyond just like being into it for the dancing and you know I see like a a vision uh, in the filmmaking and yeah I'm excited to see like Ryan you know doing more um, directorial work I think it could be fantastic um, but it's definitely easier you know doing that stuff is easier when you've got Ari shooting it and and uh, and Jason producing it though that definitely. Uh, you know, makes your directorial debut uh, easier to go. Uh, you know, makes it a lot easier. I feel like Michael Jackson would approve of this choreography. Maybe he was trying to sort of tap into um, that style of like the Michael Jackson style of choreography. Because, uh, like Doug mentioned, the hip hop influence and uh, and that high energy. Uh, maybe that's kind of what he was going for. Plus, there's kids. Right. Right. That, I'm sorry. That's true, yeah. And it, and it is, you know, thinking about the 1983 video, I know it's a, a totally different era and it is a little bit of an unfair comparison, but you really can't find two 
uh, more disparate interpretations of this song, both well, both the song and the video. I mean, the Bob Giraldi video is, uh, <laughs> I think, an artifact of its time, um, and while entertaining, has not aged well. Um, but this is is a very inclusive. Uh, you know, kind of remembering, um, kind of reimagining this great song. I think it's a great song um, as a dance song, and saying, you know, like, hey, even though this song is, uh, you know, twenty five or what? How old is it now? Thirty years old, thirty two years old. Um, that this is still relevant now, which they've had to do with a lot of Michael Jackson songs, and it's interesting that this is primarily, you know, this is featuring Michael Jackson. It is not a Michael Jackson song, so right. um, it's a really interesting mix of elements there. Um, and yeah, Michael, uh, I, I think Michael Michael Jackson is is you know our many generations or like the, maybe the, like the past like fifty years kind of dance legend. So it must have been for right basically like pop music legend. Oh yeah, totally. And and in a lot of different areas, but one of those areas is choreography and dancing. Totally. So um, it must have been daunting, I would say, for Ryan having to take on this job. So I have Sweet a feeling video. it actually. I actually have a feeling it wasn't daunting at all for Ryan Heffington. Like I don't know Ryan at all. I've never had the opportunity to really speak with him, but um, he just feels. I, I just feel like. To kind of be able to produce the stuff that Ryan has, kind of just like without a hitch for the last eighteen months, you know, just chore- 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 choreographing stuff for like every award show in the last year and a half, you know, every dance music video that has gotten any recognition, save for like a very few. Uh, I feel like it, it doesn't matter how big the job is; like that dude is ready. Um, and that's just like my my interpretation, my my guess. But yeah, it doesn't get much bigger than like Paul McCartney featuring Michael Jackson either. Even even kind of twenty or thirty years removed of, of those artists' heyday. Mm-hmm. So good vid, good point. So Where's what, yeah? What should we do next? What direction do we go next? I think we uh, need to stop. I think uh, I think we go in indie direction, but I would really like to. I think the stat we're definitely going to talk about, but I want to make sure that we talk about this: um, the Patriots slash Hins music video for Davy Crockett and All My Loving, um, directed by Mark uh, uh, Olier. Mark Olier, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think you got it. Yeah, okay. Oler, Oler, Oler. There's no I in there. Yeah. Okay. And produced by Canada, which is, you know, have directed some What's that great up? videos and then more recently produced some awesome videos as well. Adam is Adam is still trying to just pronounce the last name. Um, Wait, so no, I, I said something else, but then you, say, you, you dropped off the call. I just said that uh, that it was stylistically evident maybe some Canada production in here. Oh, yes, evident, yes. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, so Canada, like, you know, if anyone is familiar with Canada's work, you know, you probably know them um, for the videos that they've directed, uh, you know, including, um, you know, most recently She and Him's Stay a While, but, you know, Newlands by Justice and Ice, Cream's, uh, Ice Cream by Battles, Holy Ghost by White Lies. I mean, those are some uh, really fantastic, famous uh, music videos, but more recently they've 
um, it's become Canon has become more of a production company, uh, and they've been producing a lot of really great videos. Uh, Adam Alexander, I know you really loved um, the battles, the Yaba video. Yeah. Uh, there's been some great stuff coming out of Canada as a production company as well, and this video is an example of that. Um, it's a double music video for two different bands who don't feature on the songs from one another. It's just a music video for one band, and then there's like a bit of a narrative in between, and then a music video for another band starts for another song, and I've never seen this happen before in a music video, and I thought it was pretty unique, and I thought it was really interesting the way they kind of connected the two videos, connected these two bands, and because of that, I thought it was, you know, important that we kind of bring this video up. Um, what'd you guys think of this video? Yeah, it's a it's a cool idea, Doug. It's something that um, I've seen used a lot in punk music uh, growing up. Lots of punk bands would do, like, split EPs where they would each do a couple of songs and, uh, and not feature on each other's work, and it reminded me of that. And both of these bands sort of have a, a punk um, style to their to their music. So uh, that it was really neat. Like you said, I've never seen that done in a video before, but I really like the idea of uh, this shared video. And they both are actually, I don't think you mentioned this, but they feature in the other person's video as well, just as like a starring in. Um, but yeah, like it's just one. It's just one group of basically kids. The whole thing, right? There's a crazy, like, great youthful energy throughout this video, and it's basically like this, like, group of eight kids, which happens to be comprised of two different bands. And the first half of the video is one band and their video, and it's kind of nighttime, and it's a lot more energetic, and they're in a skate park, and there are fireworks, and then this same group of kids goes to like a house, it's the next morning, they're kind of recovering from their night and the whole video kind of like takes on a new vibe and the second band plays their song. Yeah, I think it's like, a, start picking up guitars. I think it's, a, it's a, the, the interesting uh, thing that I found was really clever about this video is that um, Heinz is uh, four ladies and um, uh, parrot, the Parrots is four dudes. It might be five dudes, but it's it's dudes, and they're all around the same age. So they kind of play this trick on you that if, if you're just watching this and you're not familiar with the bands, um, you know, in the first part, Dougie, like you said, they're out kind of at night. Um, and it looks like the, you know, the, the focus is on the parrots, the dudes, because that their song is playing. Um, they're playing the music. Um, but And the girls are just kind of hanging around, and you just kind of think, oh, it's just a kind of a group of friends. We've seen a million music videos where it's a, a group of friends hanging out. Um, and then when they come back, the focus shifts to the girls, and then you realize, oh, this is the second band. This is Heinz, um, if you're not familiar with them. And then they start playing, um, which is definitely like a, a um, clever twist um, on, you know, like, you know who's in the band in a music video and who performs. It was really if you've never if you aren't familiar with what these people look like, but you are familiar with the fact that it's a two band music video. It was it was a really fun to watch. Yeah, I was caught off guard by it. I I hadn't heard of either of these bands before. I thought the parents and the parents and Heinz is a band, <laughs> right? And like and like yeah, like it's a band of dudes, and they had pretty girls in their videos, right? Like young girls, like hanging out with them in the video like of course that makes sense and i was on board with like just the concept it's like simple you know they're just like 
kids having a good time, skating, like fireworks, like performance shots, kind of like, you know, cool, like production design. Like I was on board with that stuff. It was fun. It was like really beautifully shot and it had like an energy that I was just like on board with to the end. And then like the narrative kicked in and I'm like, wait, this is only halfway done. And suddenly like the other kids picked up instruments and played their own song. And I was like, this is, this is so cool. Like I just, I, I didn't know what was going on at all. Like I was totally surprised by the whole thing. Like I was just kind of captivated by the style of it. And then suddenly like this stuff started happening. And yeah, just to me, it's, it felt really, really fresh. And that's what like this new stock of Canada produced music videos with this new kind of line of directors. That's, they've been taking, like they've been doing these music videos that start with an idea that seems very traditional and doing it in a very unique and fresh way. And I'm really excited about the stuff that's coming through. Um, and yeah, this is like, I've never seen a video that kind of does all of this stuff the way it does. Like we've seen double music videos before we've seen, um, like Adam Alexander mentioned, like bands doing collaborative albums, but this kind of like collaborative music video where two bands get a shot and it's in within one, you know, seven minute film. Uh, it just felt like really, really fresh. And that combined with the youthful energy, it was just like a really cool combination. If these bands aren't friends in real life, they sure do a, a convincing <laughs> yeah. job of it's making cool. it seem that way. Yeah, yeah totally. totally. Is a little bit of a side tangent. Is this how teenage girls dress with the overalls now and the high waisted pants? I've seen it. I, I've well, seen it at pants, about. Of course. Who doesn't? Everyone's wearing high waisted pants right now. I'm right. I am right now. And I would say overalls too. Yes. Huh, okay. I guess I, I, I guess I knew. I guess from pictures of Taylor Swift, I knew the high waisted pants were big. I would say all of these kids are very in tune with what's popular in fashion today. Really? Judging based on uh, based on you know, um, New York City Fashion Week happens primarily in the Chelsea area, mm. which live and work. Um, and uh, I've seen a lot of overalls. I've seen a lot of high waisted pants. Lots of overalls, uh, huh? Yeah, everyone's in overalls. Everyone's farming. Should I think I? this is in uh, also, I, I think um, Heinz are from Madrid, so this is actually in that area of the world as well, probably shot somewhere and around so whatever ha- whatever ha- whatever is happening in Chelsea during New York City Fashion Week happens year-round in Madrid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, be, I feel like the people in Madrid are very fashionable. I um, feel that way. And, uh, yeah, okay, well... Interesting. Um, I I would like get us off on a tangent on, on fashion because I know I know about fashion. I follow fashion. I am fashionable, as I know all you guys are. So we don't need to yeah. prove to everybody that we know about fashion. Yeah, there's no proving going on. Um, so you know what, Adam Alexander, turn it over to you. Uh, what are we talking about? Well, how much time do we have here? Do we, we have time to do two more, or are we looking at one? Yeah, but what are we talking about now? We, yeah, we well, do uh, two, well, more, we two got, more. We gotta hit this. We gotta yeah. hit the stat. So let's do the stat because we can't miss that one. That one's insane. Uh, so it gives us a little background. The stat is. I think it's the stat. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure where these guys are from. Do you, do you guys know? They're not from uh, the States. That They're from somewhere else. Do we know that? Uh, I do not know where this thought is from, but I could tell you in a second, and I believe they're from... Uh, Nijegman? Oh, the Netherlands. Sorry, they're from the Netherlands. The Netherlands. Okay, let's yeah. just stick to the Netherlands. I think, that other, I think you made up that other place. No, it's, it's a town <laughs> no, called Nij... Nijmegen. So yes, Nether Netherlandese band. And this video um uh, is insane. Um I, how do you sum this up easily? So basically we have the frontman um sort of uh performing the song and he is surrounded by um a large group of computer generated bald shirtless men. Who sort not of perform? Not, not initially clear that they're CG though. At least no, for me, it wasn't. Well, when I hit when I hit play, I'm like, here's a group of men. <laughs> yeah, because you're right, because they're slightly out of focus, and as the video progresses, um, sort of the formation of the guys, it becomes clear that we're looking at some CG rendered um, video effects. But um, what these bald men are doing is sort of like a ritualistic dance, and there's kind of like a chant-like vibe to the song. Um, it's quite rocky, which is uh, a pretty interesting thing because uh, we don't see a lot of very interesting rock videos these days. Um, but this one definitely uh, caught my attention. It's it's quite good. I don't know if there's more to add to. There's no narrative. It's it's mostly a performance-based video that builds. Uh, and it's quite climactic. So I guess the crowd kind of grows. And um, it's very impressive and weird. And there's definitely no other videos out there like this right now. Um, I think, Doug, you, you must have found... I think I saw this on IMVDB first. I, where did you find this strange creature? It's a video. Uh, I, I found this on... Found yeah, it on Vimeo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Vimeo.com. This came. This came through Vimeo.com. Um, and yeah, this is just like uh, it's just insane. That's that's how it came up. There's no real other way. Like it just people were responding to it, and it and it kind of came across uh, through the like stuff that's built in on site that helps curators find cool stuff. And so yeah, it's kind of came across that way, and it and it was. It's awesome. And this video also has like a really cool, we'll link to it in the show notes, behind the scenes video. This is actually a pretty low budget music video. Um, it's basically just like a handful of guys, uh, like a, one guy's got like one of those, like, you know, like one of those suits that you imagine that they use to make video games with. Um, but it looks just like four, four guys with macbook pros and like a green screen and a homemade dolly that was used to make this video and uh it's one of those videos that like as soon as you realize they're like are those cg people behind this guy because uh, the artist is really there and you're like are those cg people and then you realize that and then they start doing crazy fucking culty things and then uh and then it just like builds from there and it never kind of loses momentum and uh it never it like keeps building on top of itself to like a very climactic ending like you're not cheated by the ending at all <clears throat> uh it's I, I find it interesting and fun that they 
went to the trouble to make the um, all of the CG dudes kind of upper torso just a little different for everybody. I'm sure there's like a bunch of different types, but that's what initially threw me off because it, everybody, it's not just like a bunch of identical people. They all look sort of different. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so the, the, the lead singer there who's in the middle of these dudes is, uh, I'm going to mispronounce his name, but it's Torre Florim. He is sort of the uh, lead guy of Distot, um, and he is credited as a director on this video. So, um, yeah, it, it, it definitely seems like the behind the scenes there might have been, <laughs> like, you know, there, there's not like, you know, uh, $100,000 of CG going in, in on into this, which is amazing no. that you can do this yeah. on such, you know, that you can do this, you know, in 2015 and have it look this incredible. Yeah, right. Right. It, um, do you remember the um, with a real Slim Shady, please stand up music video by Eminem, real Slim Shady, where you had like a bunch of just like Slim Shady lookalikes at one point. Um, and you look back at that video now and it's so shitty. Like no one even really <laughs> looks like him. And then you look at a video like this where you can just like with a computer make a crowd be whatever you want and have like a bunch of bald white guys in jeans. Uh, it just looks so crazy. I don't know why like the videos are not at all the same at all and nothing like nothing is similar. But for some reason like that video came to my mind as I was watching this crazy video. But it's so they had to go out and find they like post in a newspaper probably yeah for right. guys that sort of look like Eminem and there are guys that are, that look nothing and like three quarters of them they had to, three quarters of them they had to bleach their hair day of right <laughs> like t- dozens of brown and black haired guys with Eminem faces showed up and they're like alright we'll bleach your hair like we'll bleach that that was within <laughs> the casting call is like peroxide on site like let you know that we'll Eminem your hair up Kathy Griffin's in that uh, video. She is, and and it's a gross video. It was there was a there was an MTV making a video of it. Is that a Joseph Kahn video? This is a uh, Philip G. Atwell video. Ah, uh, Philip G. Atwell. Also, Dr. Dre is credited as a director. I'm not. We might have to look up on that. Um. Anyway, Dr. Dre, if you want to, well, if you this was be, like during a time where, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, like, Dr. Dre was heavily involved in Eminem's career at this point. Like, he just kind of discovered him. And so, you know, he was, like, very hands-on. He seems like a very hands-on guy. So that that credit makes sense to me. Yeah, he, he is accredited in a lot of the early Eminem videos as a director, like uh, Stan and Guilty Conscience and, and Role Model. Also credited... <laughs> Uh, credited as the sole director of Gin and Juice by Snoop Dogg from 1994, which is interesting. Um, Dr. Dre doing a little bit of video directing. Um, Could you imagine Dr. Dre writing the treatment? Yeah, he's like, so what happens in this video for Gin and Juice is uh, I, I just I like don't Photoshop know. pulled up, <laughs> I, yeah, like I a food board <laughs> assembled by Dr. Dre. I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if a treatment was written for uh, gin and juice, um, but don't quote me on that because I don't know. I'm just extrapolating. So we uh, have. Let's do one more, and I would like. I think we should give a little bit of podcast time for our good friend Tyler the Creator and his new song Buffalo, uh, or Buffalo. 
Is it Buffalo? <laughs> Definitely Buffalo. Okay. It's <laughs> Buffalo. I'm gonna go with Buffalo. Okay, so we've, we're at an even split on this. I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Adam Alexander um, yeah, on this should. one because Tyler the Recreator is somebody who we're gonna say Doug. That did you Buffalo. call him? Did you call him the Recreator? Yeah, Tyler the Recreator. He's now a uh, now all his projects are funded via Kickstarter. Um, <laughs> But he, uh, I think it's been maybe a, a year or two years since his last album project. Uh, Cherry Bomb came out last year. Cherry Bomb came out last year, okay. Or maybe even early this year. It, it was not met with a lot of... Cherry Bomb, didn't, I don't think, did as well as... Well, it was self-released, right? Is it not his first non-record label release? So it didn't have the push that the others... I don't really know, but it was like... I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know either. So it was after Wolf, <laughs> Wolf, which got you know, which had a pretty large release. Um, which songs were like, like you know, Tamale and uh, IFHY and Domo Twenty Three were on, which all have videos directed by uh, Tyler Creator under the alias Wolf Haley, uh, which we talked a lot about when which they came when they came out in our in our fantastic videos, and of course he is. An artist who is famous, uh, famously for a music video, um, when the video for Yonkers blew up in 2011, that was kind of the the start of a lot of people knowing who Tyler the Creator is and who Odd Future is. Or and Kanye called it the best video of the year. Kanye called it less at the VMAs that year. He did. Um, Kanye West, oddly enough, has fantastic taste in music videos. I, yeah. I wholly support... I don't, think that's odd. I don't think that's odd at all. No, no. that makes sense. Um, he, he's got some visual um, taste. Say that's what, terrible. Say what you want about him You know, going up and, and taking uh, t- Taylor Swift's uh, VMA away from her, but I do... And, uh, you know, he was taking it away from her to, to say that her video for Love Story was not as good as... Beyonce's video for um, single ladies, and I couldn't agree more. So yeah, right, this is absolutely correct. <laughs> um, so this video is uh, interesting for Buffalo. Features Tyler the Creator in his in his white I don't, white. I don't know what you call it, white body, where he's entirely in white. It's like basically white face, but yeah, white body. Mm-hmm. Um, which we last saw in the Tamale video, I believe. And I don't know if he's done it since, but he, for a section of it, is basically in this exact costume where he's head to toe in white body paint. Um, and we see him initially, you know, uh, uh, just his face, and then it pulls out and he is swinging from a tree on a noose. Um, and there is a lynch mob behind him, but the lynch mob is all black people, and uh, Tyler the Creator is, who is black, is painted white. Um, so there's definitely some political and social overtones there. Um, but the thing that I love about this video is that about two minutes in, it changes to Tyler the Creator on some sort of live show that is kind of like styled to be in, you know, maybe late 70s, early 80s, where he is being interviewed about the song he's going to play, and it is like a, kind of like a, a, uh, 
he's he's kind of like uncharacteristically being very pleasant and very nice and kind of talking yeah. about his slow jams. I, I picked up some 106 in Park elements in that too because mm-hmm. the host of that show felt a lot like Bow Wow who hosts 106 in Park now. Mm-hmm. And I've seen him in those glasses before and the guy kind of looks like Bow Wow does and he kind of has like Bow Wow is like kind of soft spoken on that show and um, Bow Wow just seems like the type of artist that Tyler Creator would be lampooning mm-hmm. uh, in a music video. So I do think uh, Tyler and the band, uh, and the band is like a lot of Odd Future folks. It's um, Kylie Ocho. What's that girl's name? Adam Alexander, who sings the hook on this song. Jeez. Uh, um, yeah, I, do, I just I can't remember. You know, Chris Black, um, Black did a music video for her and took his name off her. Right. Uh, um, and then release the director's cut. I was but actually anyway. looking for it when you, I knew you were going to ask me, and I can't find. I can't find it. Um, There's a great moment in the video though, where Tyler Creator is talking about you know their music and their jams and stuff, um, and how like you know he wants the music, everybody to be happy from his music, and there's like there's a shot of the keyboard player. Uh, like staring into the camera and shaking his head that made me laugh pretty hard I thought that was great um, and then they actually perform the song and it's like very much done in the style of uh, you know a live performance that you would see in the late 70s early 80s a lot of like long crossfades a lot of um, lens flares from lights um, it's a disco ball at the end it's it's kind of a classic title of the creator music video left turn in the middle that I, I thought was fantastic did you? Her name is. You, uh, oh, sorry. Her name I is Kaliuchis. Kaliuchi. Kaliocho is what I said. Can yeah, you, Adam? So um, can get like? Can you connect the two elements at all? Is there like uh, a point being made of like white face slash black face and like the way that a black ex like former rapper hosts a daytime tv show or am i like really reaching like because like 106 in park like airs at like 4 p.m it's essentially like daytime tv uh maybe for like kids coming home from school making like rap music um digestible to like middle school age kids i don't know am i reaching here or is it like are there potential connections between the the ter- like pre-turn, post-turn elements of this video. That's the co- that's the cool thing about Tyler, the creator. I think. I think uh, sometimes he's just going kind of for this uh, sort of just this shock value with no real substantial backing. But other times he's like super intelligent and he probably has these really cool points to make. And I think uh, it's really hard to ever know. So I wouldn't say you're reaching. I was thinking things along those lines as well but it's hard I think to everything know. I think everything has a point um and to an extent to I would agree and I think yeah. and I think he makes those points in a very variety of ways sometimes he like doesn't make it enough sometimes he like nails it and then other times he's like probably a little bit too much on the nose about certain things and uh, you know, I think in everything he does, every video, every song, he has moments of each, uh, and it's basically like about which one dominates. And um, 
yeah, it's it's. I, I feel like this one kind of hits that good. Like his music videos always find a way to hit that sweet spot. There's been very few Tyler the Creator music videos that I haven't watched that I haven't felt satisfied by. Uh, yeah, in the- yeah, yeah. He always seems to hit the mark. So far, he's he's just keeps doing what he's yeah. doing. Sometimes he, sometimes like full albums end up being too heavy, and I think uh, and like too much, and, and kind of like too thick. Um, and I think that might be the problem with Cherry Bomb. He like the lyrics are so low, the music is mixed so much higher, and I think it just might be like too much to handle in that con in, in that in that that much in, in as much as it comes at you in Cherry Bomb. But like in a music video form, I think he could have success with every song from that album if he keeps doing this kind of stuff with them. Absolutely. To the the um, the race issue though. I do think it is interesting that he kind of makes a point in the beginning of the uh, second part of the video where he's on this, this, you know, fake TV show to say, you know, he's playing this music for all you beautiful black people. Um, he does make a point for it to be, you know, have, to bring race into that. Um, and it makes me think that he, he, you know, along with like 106 in Park, he is maybe trying to bring in a little bit of that element of, you know, like a soul train kind of thing. Um, where it is a live music, you know, show, kind of generally for you know an African American audience, um, and it even you know I think going back and and bringing in those you know aesthetic elements from the seventies and eighties is a conscious choice that uh, that evokes that, um, or maybe not necessarily like maybe like you think it's for a black audience, but like when I was in high school. Most of the people who I knew who watched BET were my white friends, right? And like hip hop is consumed by a lot of times like white folks too. And like as much as like BET is acting like their uh, programming is for a hundred percent black black folks, it's not necessarily. And a large portion of their like the hip hop audience is like white suburban kids and you know the way Tyler is acting maybe is not what you you know the um is kind of like this kind of whitewashed stereotypically like whitewashed behavior like maybe I don't I don't know like that's he kind of leaves that stuff out there all the time for you to like pick up or leave um but I think that stuff is left out there intentionally for for sure, and I think that you can kind of pull these ideas from that stuff if you want to. It definitely is an interesting and complex video, which is uh, kind of par for the course for Tyler the Creator. He doesn't do anything... Nothing has one dimension to it, let's just say that. Uh, there are many, many layers to this kind of stuff, um, which is why I think that he's continued um, with with a few exceptions to direct his own videos. Um because I think he's fantastic at it. So um, I'm, I hope maybe he makes a few more uh, videos from this album. Uh, why not? Or does he have another album on the way? I think maybe... Yeah, I, don't, I hope we're not done with Cherry either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe he can make a version of the album with Cats. <laughs> I mean, Cats and Odd Future have been heavily involved. There's been Cats in a lot of Tyler videos... Uh, it would make sense. Uh, yeah, totally. I feel like at this point, though, he'd be like, 
he'd he'd uh, he'd do something a little bit crazier, like all fart sounds or something. You know what I really want? I really want to, a new Adele album to come out, and the only feature on it be Tyler the Creator. Um, I just feel like I I really want the the Adele album to have one crazy out of left field feature. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, uh, that would be perfect, and also like the ballad, right? The ballad, and all of a sudden it's just like golf. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Or like uh, Tyler Crater and Tony, Tony Bennett go on tour. Um, that would yeah, be, right. That would be. I'm the... a fucking fucking paradox. <laughs> just like... That's a pretty See, good Tyler Crater impression. Yeah, that would be great. Adam, what's your? Give us your yeah, best Tyler Crater. Oh no, I can't do that one. Come on! I'm, no, I'm tapping out. I have no Tyler the Creator game. Nothing. I have nothing. That's uh, Adam Fairholm. You give it a I go. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing either. I can't top Doug. Doug, give us no. one more. One more little taste of that. What's another one? Uh, um, I'm gonna you say. I don't know. That's it. I'm giving you just that. You just have to rewind to hear it again because I can't think of any more <laughs> lyrics from that song that don't include words I'm not allowed to say. You can say whatever you words you want, Doug. It's 2015. Um, speaking, <laughs> speaking of two, yeah, don't you know we can say whatever we want now. Nobody can say anything. Um, <clears throat> speaking of, yeah, words, that's true. I heard that Donald Trump told us that. Yeah, uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump phoned me and he said I could say whatever I want. Don't worry about being an asshole. Racing with the fucking Triceratops. There we go. I found him. Nice. That was pretty good. Uh, that line still doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, but it's fine. He just wanted to say Reptar. Yeah, Reptar's... What did he say? Reptar's Dreadlocks? Uh, Reptar rapping as if I'm mocking deaf rock stars? Something. Uh, He mentions Reptar a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, And Buffalo is actually the number one music video of the week so far. It's 1.2 million views. Beating it. What's that? I said I'm into it. Uh, Uh, Tyler has some rabid fans. He does, definitely. Um, and Run the Jewels is from last week, so that's going to go away. Tyler will probably win the win the week unless we get that Michael Jackson video on YouTube, which I doubt we will. So I think at the, just at the, to button this up at the very end of the, the video, um, Doug, maybe we should talk about um, the One Billion Club. Oh, shit. It's growing, too. We used to announce every time it happened, yeah. and now it's basically it's like dumb to do that because we're... We're at ten now. We're ten videos with a billion views. Are we at ten really? I thought there. I thought see you again is yeah, like two hundred k away. See you again is see you again is uh is a hundred k away. So that's basically like a cash flush on YouTube away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our pal James Lee's, who will be the um second person who has been on this podcast. Um, to have directed a billion view music video, Mark Ronson's Uptown Funk, directed by Cameron Duddy, uh, is the first person to have been on this podcast to have a billion view music video. Um, but James Lee's is not far behind with Counting Stars by One Republic, less than 50 million views away. So, And there are a lot of videos knocking at the door. Um, and uh, I think the only one that really has a chance, besides well, Baby by Justin Bieber in the pre-2010 era, 
um, is uh, Party Rock Anthem by Ellen. Yeah, Mario. I don't think it's getting there. I think I don't think it's getting there. I don't think there's another fifty million views. I think there's another fifty million views in One Republic. Um, but you don't, I don't think there's an, you don't think Party Rock Anthem is going to get there? I mean, it's going to get there eventually. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean it's going to get there before the sun explodes. But it's yeah, but, I guess you're right. But it'll be a while. I think Blank Space could get two billion. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I guess that is. What's the who's going to join Gangnam Style in uh, the two billion race? I think Baby has got a. Uh, a bottom out at some point. I think Blake Space is going to do it. I agree. Adam, what, yeah. what would be your call for the the next two billion view video? Yeah, well, just I'm just looking at what's happening. I would say Blake Space is coming up hard. Yeah, that seems to be the pattern. Mr. J- Mr. Jaycon. Blake Blake Space isn't even a year old. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, Blake Space could beat Gundam. I think. Yeah. Yeah, Blank Space could be gone because, like, she's still on the tour for this album, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, Blank, Blank Space will definitely beat Bieber, and um, I think it can get to the two billion club. I'd be excited to see that, and I think it'd be well deserved. I mean, the, the promotion behind this Taylor Swift album has been fantastic. I think this is definitely the best video from the album. All of them have been great, though, and even the racist one. Uh, I think that I think Shake It Off is better, but. Um. Anyway, and Gangnam's got to it's got to keep slowing down. It's just weird dads and little kids that are watching it now. <laughs> like it's got it's got to slow down. Uh, shake Shake It Off is better, but I feel like in terms of popularity, this one makes more sense. I, I don't know if that makes sense at all either. But um, you know, it's the hope- second one is always the viral one. Um. Yeah, man, this is it, it's a fascinating list that continues to change in really interesting ways. Uh, I it, it's amazing that <clears throat> you know not that long ago the only two videos above a billion views were Gangnam Style and, and Baby. Um, obviously, we're rapidly moving away from that that situation. This, this year, there's been like six to cross the line. Yeah, it's been a huge and, and year like, for that. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, and I feel like you know videos like the Enrique Iglesias one. Like I feel like we just announced that one as being past a billion. It's already at one point one, which doesn't sound like a big move, but that means another hundred million people, or a hundred million times that video is viewed. And that's a video I wa- haven't even watched through to the end. Like the other videos <laughs> in the top ten, I've watched a dozen times. You can't get through it, yeah. But the Enrique one, I'm like, okay, take it easy. I get it. <laughs> So, yeah, it's really fascinating. It's really interesting stuff. I'm curious if a video that's not a music video will ever reach those heights. I, I mean, it's it's eventually got to happen, but I feel like it's it's yeah, yeah, like you said, before the sun blows up. Yeah, but, but like you know, there'll be there'll be like you know a hundred music videos before Charlie bit my finger again gets there. Yeah, definitely. It's it's another era in YouTube, um, an online video. Um, and Facebook video, uh, Paul McCartney, uh, notwithstanding, I, I don't think is really that viable a platform for music videos. But uh, so keep it on YouTube, people. Keep it on YouTube. Um, so yeah, or Vimeo. Or Vimeo, exactly. I'm sorry, Doug. It's fine. So I think we did it. We did. Um, together. Together. With our powers combined. Forever. Uh, with my computer. 
and you guys don't want to do a Lord of the Rings thing, it's fine. Um, Never saw that, Is that what you were doing? I'm, I'm, I'm oh, yeah. My axe. <laughs> <laughs>